God, when it comes to their children, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you. We praise you. We ask, oh God, blessings. Father, that you pour out your blessings today upon them right now. Each and every one, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Even for, we thank you for those who have gone before us, oh Lord. And we thank you, Father, for what they have done for us as we, Father, follow you, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you. Father, for all the things that you give us, we pray give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Praise the Lord, church. I said, Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for the privilege to be in your presence today. If you are sitting next to a mother, would you please turn to that mother and wish them a happy Mother's Day? We thank you today for all that you do. Thank you, moms. Hallelujah.
worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We give you first place in our lives. We thank you for all that you've done. Glory to God. We thank you, Jesus. Do you give Jesus first place in your life? First place in your heart? First place in your job? First place in your family? Is he first? Hallelujah. See, because Jesus is supposed to be the center. The center of it all. Jesus at the center of it
But I wonder if you're in love with Jesus this morning. I know getting together and dressing up and, and feeling good in the presence of God is, is fantastic. But are you in love with Jesus this morning? Can we lift up our praise to Him? Can we lift up our hands? Can we close our eyes and just lift up our hands to the heavens? And acknowledge His presence in our lives. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Lord, hallelujah! From my heart, from my heart to the
he amazing? Isn't he glorious?
the same spirit, let's just release an offering unto the Lord. Let's, and for our members who understand the principle of tithing, we worship God with all that we have. And in this moment, let's all worship the Lord in our giving, in our appreciation for Almighty God, for His divine provision. Let's get ready to give to the Lord. We give with wisdom, we give with understanding. We give knowing that He is our provider. We give knowing, Lord, that You are the provider. Thank You for our jobs, but Lord, You are our provider. Thank You for businesses, but Father, You are our provider. Thank You, and if one door closes, You can open up another one. So today we're grateful. And we sow from that which You've blessed us with. Hallelujah. As we get ready, let's lift up the tithe and the offering in, in our hands. Let's lift it up to the presence of God. Father, we sow this today with the understanding that you love the cheerful giver. We sow it. You said in your word to make sure that your house is full, that your house is blessed, so that it could be a blessing in community. And you said, Lord God, that you would bless our vats. You said you would bless our house. So, Father, we thank you for that. You said given, it will be given back to us. And part of that giving is not just to give words of life. It's not just to give our testimonies. But it's also to make sure that somebody else hears the gospel. So we thank you, Father, for the privilege to be able to give today. So as we give, we pray that you receive it through our high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you. Not only are you our Lord, but you are also our provider. And we bless you today in this beautiful day, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We sow it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. As you receive instructions of the ushers, let's give in a spirit of joy.
today is Mother's Day. And we want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you, for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of... Today is Mother's Day. And we want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you, for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, and your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of quiet reflection and healing, we're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate with you. If you adopted a child this year or became a foster parent, we rejoice with you and we want to honor you in your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we are hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted and feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you, we love you, and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. And if you lost a child this year to death or miscarriage, we weep and mourn with you. And if your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you and we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your mom, we pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from a birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you're experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, we walk with you in this new season and are excited about the next chapter God has planned for you. If you're single, we celebrate your strength, beauty, and individuality and join with you in praying for the desires of your heart. If you're a single mom and wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you, and we will. And if you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you, and we celebrate each and every one of you. Trying to figure out if I have a voice left. Hallelujah. God bless. God bless the woman of this house. God bless you. God bless your womb. God bless your fruit. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for female. We thank you for male. Thank you for baby boys and baby girls. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for your angel. But most of all, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who will lead us into the truth. I just want to thank every mother that is here today. I just want you to stand up and to stand up and every woman along with your mother. I want you to be represented today before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and before your fellow worshiper and before the body of Christ and before every member that you sit beside because you're someone in the Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. My God, I feel the fire. I feel the fire. I feel the fire of the Holy Spirit. Not the fire from the gas stove or the fire emitting from the exhaust pipe of the car. I feel the fire of the Holy Spirit today. Moving and cannot stop. Revolving and cannot stop spinning. Oh, going up and just can't come down. Hallelujah. As Jesus went up, he will come down though. Father, I thank you. Mothers are the bedrock, the foundation. They are the strength of their family. They are the substance that keep a family together, both their physical, their mental, and their social future. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is touching the womb of women to reproduce Create and continue the fulfillment of God's word in the beginning. Father, we thank you for your word. Women, never discount yourself. Mothers, you are above and beyond your duty. You know the heart of your children. You know the weakness of your children. And my God, you bless them when they're weak. You strengthen them, O oh God, to stand upright. And you have recited the law of the Lord that they can keep it up on their heart and meditate it night and day and walk with so it paves their future and they know where they're going. I thank you, women, for being women. I thank you, man, male, for being who you are. A good woman have a great husband behind them. That respect them, that edify them, build them up. Even when they are weak, they are strong. Because Jesus, the great God-man, is in their life. Hallelujah to the King. Hallelujah to the King. God is glorious and wonderful in the midst of family. Family is a fulfilled balance of the Lord. So, they, I strongly believe when King Lemuel was talking about what his mother had said to him, it's for you women. Every woman and every mother that has children. Okay, so what I did, I kind of did not prepare by myself. I allow the Holy Spirit to prepare it now. So what I did was to do a concise revision of the proverb 31. And so this is what he said. Listen, my son. Listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son. The answer to my prayer. Skipped. A wife of a noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her. Husband, have full confidence in your wife. Because you build them up. She brings him good and no harm. All the days of her life. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the day to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. 
She watches over the affairs of her household, and her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praised her. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her work bring her praise at the city gate. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory and honor. Be blessed, women. Continue to be the greatness before your God, and you will be blessed in the, in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Good afternoon, Calvary. While fathers are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of their household, mothers will have a great influence on the family. My greatest accomplishment is that I was blessed with two beautiful children, and being a mother is a 24-hour job. No matter how old our children get, they will always be our babies. Hey, hey. <laughs> Mother's Day marks an important holiday to honor the mothers who raised us. She will always appreciate a meaningful gift or an at-home family brunch. But sometimes the best way to bond and reiterate, I love you, is to share a bit of scripture. There's no shortage of Mother's Day Bible verse to get in the spiritual mindset. My favorite verse in the Bible is Proverbs 31, 25 through 26. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions is on her tongue. And in honor of Mother's Day, it is our great pleasure to recognize a few mothers. So I'd like to call up Minister Belinda <clears throat> to represent the beautiful women Mother's Day at Calvary. Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. Let me see all the women of the house. Can you raise your hand? All the mothers, all the moms, <clears throat> great-grandmothers, grandmothers, amen? All those faithful women that are in the house, amen, who are dedicated, um, committed, amen, to work um, in the home, a lot of time outside of the home, and still, right, they have the time to just be the 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 center of their home when it comes to raising their children and, and, and even being a wife, amen? And we all know if you're a mom, we know it's a 24-7 job, <laughs> right? We're actively always working. But if you are a mom, you understand that we do it without regret, without, um, you know, any, um, well, maybe sometimes there's, certain, there's some anxiety sometimes, right? <laughs> but we do it lovingly. We do it because we know that um, our children one day will appreciate who we've been in their lives and one day they will share the same things and the you know the same actions the same love the same treatment with their own children amen and um that's a beautiful thing now as a as a mother and as a grown woman i can appreciate even more everything that my mother has done and continues to do because that's another thing mothers never stop being moms your children can be adults married with their own kids but they're always there when you need them. They're always just a phone call away. And I am blessed that I have a mom that is willing to run at any time of the day. So, she, you know, I know that she's blessed right now where she is. Um, I know that she's coming out into the Bronx to visit with her mother. And, um, and she'll have a great time with them. But we just want to honor 
every woman that's a mom in this house today we bless you we pray that the lord will continue to give you long life continue to give you knowledge and wisdom in order to continue to um just uh impact and impart into your children amen but we have a tradition that we like to honor a few moms every year um, and we like to honor uh, mothers, grandmothers, new moms-to-be. Um, this year, we don't have really any moms-to-be. We've had, you know, we do have a few wonderful children who are already about two, three years old that we continue to see growing. Amen. But today, we want to honor um, three moms. And the first one that I want to um, call up, right, she is, a, she is a mom, she is a grandmother, and she's also a very active aunt. And every, you know, I see how she's very involved with her family, and I appreciate that. And I even learn from her because one day I'll be in her position, and I hope that I can be as dedicated and as involved as she is. So today we want to call up Brunilda and honor her with a few flowers, with a gift. Everybody knows that she's a servant in this house. But she's also a servant in her family, and we just want to say happy Mother's Day. Continue to be the wonderful woman that you are and the inspiration to your family. Amen. <laughs> the second woman that I want to, um, oh, that we would like to honor today is, um, she is also a great, she is also a mom, she's also a, um, a grandmother, but she's also a great grandmother. And I know that she loves her grandbabies very much. And she's very dedicated and always involved as well. I see pictures going up on Facebook all the time. And today we want to honor Aunt Crucita. If she would come up and receive this gift from us to, to her as well. And we have another sister who has really been showing up in the last two years and I am so proud of her and I am loving her growth in the Lord and her excitement for God and how she's serving in the house but she's also a wonderful mother to two um, beautiful girls and today we want to honor Cynthia Nieves um, and we want you to come up and receive this gift from us the flower women represent each and every one of you. If, here, if you're in this place today and you're a mother, you're a great mother, a grandmother, or you're a great grandmother, understand that they represent you in this place today. We honor you, we celebrate you, and we thank you for all your hard work that you, um, that you do for your family. Amen? And I just want to give a special shout out to our sister and another beautiful mother who's always been very dedicated until this day, Arlene. We love you. I am so happy to see you in this place today. Happy Mother's Day. I, I would have been remiss if I had not shout her out. <laughs> it was very good to see you, my love. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, we must honor the woman and the mother of this house. Amen. The first lady of this house, Pastor Gwen, if you would come up and allow us to also gift you with a present. We love you. 
We appreciate you and everything that you do in this place. Amen. <laughs> So the gifts are from, from, the, from CCF, and this is from all the women in um, the women's ministry, amen, also blessing you today. We just, again, we just pray health, long life, and that the Lord would continue to give you wisdom to continue to rear your children and, uh, and teach them the ways of the Lord, amen? Because what does the Lord say, what does the Lord say? Train up the child in which way he should go. And when he grows old, he will never turn back. Amen. So we appreciate you. And today we give you honor. Amen. Thank you, ladies. And at this time, I want to um, call up our pastor, Victor Nazario. This morning, I, I was, uh, we were driving up, and I was saying, man, what weather. I would have prayed it would have been really sunny, and, but, you know, we have to celebrate in spite of, of any challenges we might have. But the truth of the matter is, if it was Monday morning, you'd be on your way to work, right? So we have to celebrate, moms, because it is priority. It is, it is precious. Our, our mothers are so uh, important. Um, like Brother Hall said, you know, in all the society, you know, women are bedrock to society. Praise God. So we appreciate it. Arlene, God bless. It's so good to see you. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be home. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be there uh, in the Dallas, the Dallas area. I have a conference. I am to be just um, June 10-ish around there. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be around there. So make sure you have some... You know, barbecue and all that good stuff. <laughs> Praise God. Brisket on the grill. Wow, that's, that's good stuff. Praise God. But today's Mother's Day, so no. Hallelujah. I'm very grateful to each and every one of you. I'm so grateful for um, you moms. It's so precious when we consider. Uh, even you look at these men who accomplish great things in sports. How many of them have I heard? Oh, if it wasn't for mom. And in many cases, if it wasn't for grandma. I'm serious. They, they really shout out in a good way their moms and their grandmothers for the influence. You see that same influence in Timothy. Because Paul even mentioned it. He says, your mom and your grandma had a great influence in your life. So I celebrate that. I celebrate who you are. I celebrate what you do. And many times, uh, you know, we're young, we don't understand the value of our mothers. It's not until many times we have our own kids that we realize, oh man, this is not easy, very difficult. I remember when we were first uh, raising our children, um, I had to go about the business of making money to be able to provide for them. And we had kids very quickly. We, we got married at, at age 19, my wife and I, so we really didn't think about these things. We just fell in love and we really wanted to raise a family. And you know, after the first one, Wow, it just, it just precipitates the responsibilities. You know, doing the second child, and then the third child. And uh, I, I realized, you know, I, I need some money. So I went out and I worked. So I went to work at, at daytime, then I went to school in the afternoon. I used to leave home at 6.30 in the morning. I used to get home at 10 at night. 
And so my mom, my wife was there all day long with three kids, taking care of them. So she's the one that really uh, took her time and blessed them, put them in a program, uh, you know, potty trained them, uh, made sure they were safe. And I says, my God, how hard it is. So when I used to get home, when I had an opportunity to spend a little time with her, because I was always either working or going to school so I could uh, have a better future for us, and it really paid off. We invested each other, both of us invested. And we were able to enjoy uh, what I studied because she released me to be able to do that. She took care of our home in a great way. And she made food for us so I didn't have to go out and you know, waste money. But um, in considering that, I looked, I would say, we need, we need a, a little time for her. So since we were broke in those days, I didn't have much money after paying rent and gas and electricity and pampers. Well, what I would do, I would put Natalie in the back, right, carrier. Then I had a double stroller. So we're like 23, 24 years old with three kids already. So we'd walk the streets and we would do window shopping. And, and the people would look at us like if we were weird. So I would look back at them and say, what? It would get upset that they would look at us in such a weird way. Because we were so young and had so many kids. And then uh, every once in a while we'd go to a movie. You know, because I had to take her out because, you know, she's pulling her hairs out by the time. And we would go into the movie with the three kids. Because nobody wanted a babysit for us. <laughs> nobody. So we would take out the kids ourselves. So we would take them to the movies with us. So we're watching the movie and the, this kid is crying. This other one's complaining. So about at least 20 to 30 people would shout to us, Hey, shut those kids up! And I'd, I'd stand up and say, Who said that? <laughs> I'll get so upset. So, you know, we did what we had to do. And, uh, you know, we're now married 41 years. But I've, amen. Praise God. But I've come to realize that it's, it's a privilege to be able to walk together, to journey together in life. But I value what she brings to the table. I value uh, what my mom you know, did for me. And, and even every month I'd go. I take care of my mother, I pay her bills. And you know, yesterday I was there, I took care of her. Um, and the Bible says, if we honor our parents, our life would be long on earth. Where else does it say that? So men, honor your moms. Young men and women who have your mothers here, who have the privilege of having your mothers here. Honor your mothers. There's a promise connected to that. If you dishonor them, you know, God says, well, listen, I would have given you 10 more years. I would have given you 20 more years. Well, when you had an opportunity, you disrespected the authority I placed over you. The blessing I gave you. So take that to heart, people. Honor your mothers. And husbands, honor your wives who are becoming mothers. Because they're precious. Amen? I want to go a couple of minutes to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. The scriptures talk about a woman there who went through an extreme crisis. Say with me, extreme crisis. We all go through those from time to time. So let me read the verses to you and then we'll share a couple of thoughts. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha. Elisha was a great prophet. Elisha had a double anointing. He served Elijah for many years. And before Elijah got sent up, Elisha said, uh, I want a double portion of your spirit. 
So, so okay, if you see me be taken up, it'll be granted to you. And so Elisha stuck with Elijah until Elijah was taken up. So while Elijah's being taken up, the mantle drops on Elisha. So Elisha had that, that's Elisha right now on the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happens is he gets the mantle. And some amazing miracles happen in the life of the prophet Elisha. And this is one that's very practical, and I loved it, and, and I just wanted to share it with you. One day, the widow of a member of the group of the prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband, who served you, is dead, and you know he feared the Lord. Wow, I could stop right there and just spend a lot, long time in it, because many times, seemingly unfair things happen to people. And for this woman who was faithful, who released her husband to serve the prophet of God, no less. He was busy serving together with the prophet of God. And he dies an untimely death. And in those days, it was very difficult to be without a husband. Because women didn't have a voice like they have today. Pretty much they depended on their husbands to be able to provide for their families. It was the husbands that did the bartering. It was the husbands that went around and worked and provided. It was the husbands that sat at the gate and created laws and helped to structure community. And the mothers would stay home. The wives would stay home. And they would totally depend on their husbands. Now this woman, she had two children. And the husband died. And she found out that he had a debt. Not only did she find out he had a debt. The debt was large. And the creditors had come to her. So uh, excuse me, the husband died, but we still demand payment. What do you have? I don't have anything. I'm poor. This is how many kids do you have? Well, I have two. We want them. They're going to work off that debt. And so she cries out to the prophet, to the man of God. She goes to him, he says, my husband's dead. You know he feared the Lord. But now the creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Wow, that is ominous. That is a sudden crisis. Say it with me, sudden crisis. These things come from time to time. You know, we think everything is in control, and then one thing happens, another thing happens, one after another, and bam, suddenly you're in a crisis. And she was in a major crisis. She had lost her husband, and she was about ready to lose her two sons. So he says, well, what can I do to help you? And then he, he added, tell me, what do you have in your house? So she said, nothing at all. I don't have anything in my house. According to her, she didn't have anything of value. According to her, there was no way she could take care of this. According to her revelation and understanding of the current crisis, she didn't have what it takes to be able to remedy this crisis, this situation. She certainly didn't have any money to be able to take care of the creditors. So she responded honestly to the prophet. She says, I have nothing except a flask of olive oil. A little flask of olive oil. That's all I have. So Elisha tells her, instead of saying, wow, you know, you're right. You're in a bad situation. <laughs> he receives wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And he tells her this. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Excuse me, prophet. That's what got me in the problem in the first place. <laughs> Borrowing. This man wants my children. What do you want? Borrow now and, not, and then I, I got sold into slavery too? 
borrow. And then go into your house with your sons, shut the door behind you, pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Uh, prophet, I said a flask of oil. That's all I have. A flask. He told her, go to all of her friends, all of her neighbors, and get as many vessels, pots, anything you can pour oil into, get as many as you can and pour the oil. And it says, set each one aside when it is filled. There was no doubt in his voice. It was an instruction. And so the woman of God, instead of complaining about this insane request, because how in the world am I going to take 12 ounces of oil and fill up 100 or 200 ounces or 500 ounces or 1,000 ounces? It doesn't work that way. But then again, who was she talking to? She was talking to the one that represented Almighty God. She was the one, or rather, he was the one that was representing the love of God, the grace of God, the miracle power of God, the sovereignty of God. So she went to the right person. So this woman, even though she was in a crisis, once again, it takes a woman to have that sixth sense of knowing what to do. She wasn't exactly clear, but she knew who she needed to go to. How many mothers have gone behind everybody's back and set a scenario and done a strategy that have helped their family? How many mothers have gone to school and helped their kids out? They're ready to get thrown out and the mother comes and speaks some wisdom and, 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 and speaks to the right people. How many mothers have helped their kids get out of jail or stay out of jail I praise God for women of wisdom hallelujah so the Bible says she did as she was told she went back and she told her sons listen the prophet gave us an instruction and we need to do it in this way so let's get in the house right and let's go to our table and let's write out as many names as we can and let's go to all our neighbors and borrow. Now here's the challenge with that. The challenge with that is that jars in those days were kind of, I wouldn't say a luxury, but it was a necessity. People used jars in those days for many reasons. So there was value in these jars. It's not, it's not you go to the street and find a you know, jar. No, this had to be a special jar that could carry oil. See, and, and the, it wouldn't make the oil rancid. It would, had to be a clean jar. It had, to, it had to be an expensive jar. So she went to every neighbor. The other problem is, is that not every neighbor is willing to give stuff. So what does that mean about her? If she was able to go to neighbors and ask them for stuff and get things that have value. That means she was already an upstanding person in the community. That means she was a woman that already commanded respect and honor. So she had sowed relationship. She had sowed honor. It could be that in the past she lent to others also. So in her time of struggle, in her time of, of crisis, the prophet says, you go and borrow. Could it be that part of the strategy from God was, see, I know my daughter. And I know my daughter, when she goes and borrows, she'll get. 
all that she needs because she's been a good mother and she's been a good neighbor my God it pays to be a good neighbor so she goes and she, and she tells her sons go out and get as many vessels as you can tell them I sent you and one by one they go from house to house says we listen we need something from you you know in those days it was normal to barter you know let, let me give you some sugar give me some coffee I mean, this, this is what they did and you could tell it was a poor community because these men didn't make a lot of money. Certainly this man was in a debt, in a major debt. And he dies, he leaves his house penniless. But, you know, she goes and she asks for this. So I see something there in this woman. I see that when the prophet gave her an instruction, she immediately responded to the word of the Lord. And that's a big challenge. Because Matthew chapter 18, in the Amplified Version, reveals something very precious. And people, you need to get this. Jesus said, the one who doesn't have will be taken from him, and the one that has more will be given. But if you look at it in the Amplified Version, what Jesus is saying, those that have spiritual understanding, that receive from God, that have an open heart to God, God will give more and more and more. It says more and more and more. And to those that reject wisdom, that reject the knowledge of God, even what they have will be taken away. Then he goes on to share the parable, which says that part of the seed that was sown fell on the street, on the road, and immediately birds came and took it. And then what Jesus explained to the uh, disciples, because they didn't understand, he said, that means that if somebody doesn't have understanding of the word, somebody rejects the word. When the word is given, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I, don't, I don't receive that. Even what was sold to them, the enemy will come right away and take it. Because the birds take the seed. But she wasn't of that ilk. This was a woman that, as soon as the word came to her, she says, okay, let's do it. If God said it, I believe it. If God said it, I'm going to move in that. I don't care how crazy it sounds. I don't care how crazy it looks. If God said it, God will make it happen. He's responsible. So she told the sons, go get as many as you can. And she brought all those pots inside the house, and then they said, close the door. Why would the prophet, prophet say close the door? There was a lot of nosy people out there. That's why. Yeah, people are nosy. What are you doing? Can I get in on that? No, that was her miracle. That was her miracle. Number two, some will say, that's not going to work. Don't you see it's a little flask? And they'll sow doubt. So the prophet protected her from any doubt from coming into that place so she closed it in just her and her sons and she starts pouring and as she starts pouring she realizes oh my god the oil is still in the flask and i just finished filling this one vessel and then she went to the next next one filled it up put that aside kept on kept on kept on kept on and every single flask kept on getting or rather vessel kept on getting full after a while, she's getting this thing. She's understanding. This is a major miracle. What I thought was something small is turning out to be the miracle of my life. So what is this saying to me? It's saying that all along, this family had every seed that they needed in their home. They just didn't know the value it had. So as this woman, she obeys the prophet of God, she realizes that flask of oil 
in actuality was a seed and the primer for a miracle. And as she obeyed God, she used what? Not what she didn't have. She used what she had. Now, what was it that she had? According to her, she said, I have nothing. And that's where many women are today. God has placed in you such great value, some, some such great anointing, such great wisdom. And you say, I have nothing. But today, God wants to remind you, you don't understand. I've placed a seed inside of you that's about ready to multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply. You have wisdom inside of you. You have understanding. You have knowledge. You have grace gifts. You have abilities. And while you're belittling yourself, I'm celebrating you in the heavenlies. There is a standby in you that's waiting for an order, waiting for instruction that you will obey. And God is saying, in these days, I'm releasing my instructions from the heavenlies to the natural realm. And those that will catch it will move with it, and they will have their miracle. And it won't be a miracle. It will be a miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Yeah. Hallelujah. So they're pouring, and she's pouring, and the sons are setting it aside. And then comes the last one. And she's pouring, and she's saying, guys, do you have any more? No, we don't have any more. We went to everybody in the community. And as soon as that one filled, the oil stopped. The oil stopped. So you know what that says to me? That thing would have kept on pouring if she had more vessels. If they would have gone to the next town and borrowed in the next town, brought it back, more oil would have poured. So what was the limit of the miracle? <laughs> huh? It was actually, or it could have been, an unlimited supply. Who stopped it? No, God didn't stop it. It was their own limits. Their self-imposed limits. If she would have had more friends, she would have had more vessels. Think about it. Who's the one that limits the miracles? It's not God. God is generous. God wants to bless. God wants to increase. God wants to encourage you today to think bigger. Women of God, God wants you to think bigger. Women of God, He has miracles for you and your children and your family. We have to get more entrepreneurial. It's not that God is limited. You know, our problem is we have a limited mindset. Uh, it costs too much. It costs too much. Uh, that's, that's not our station. How many times have we, if, if only, right? One minute she's saying, if only I had something, because I have nothing. The next moment she's saying, hey Willis, you have any more? <laughs> She's actually asking for more. She finally realized her faith grew as she was going through this exercise. And then she realized, oh my God, we could actually get more oil. And in those days, oil was precious. Oil was a commodity. Wouldn't that be interesting? You're in your backyard, you're, you're um, digging you know, to put a plant and suddenly oil comes out. A clampton, yeah. You just expose your age, Clampton. 
Huh? I, I know so. <laughs> no, you don't say it like that. You don't go, eh. It's just, it just doesn't have the same oomph. How do you say it? Hey, that's how you say it. Now think about it. Think about it. This is what happened with them. They had a clampet story. Everybody's going, what's clampet? It's a very old TV program. Well, it is. It was, we saw it in the 60s and 70s. Okay, but I saw it in the 70s. Right. You could actually see it. You have uh, Amazon. You could see it now if you want. But the point, back to the point. So suddenly she realizes, we need more vessels. So, but there's no more. The oil stops. So immediately she goes back to the prophet. He says, prophet, um, we obeyed you. And this is what happened. He says, good. Now, go pay your debt and live off the rest. Just like, a, you know, a matter of factly. He expected this to happen. This man, his faith in God, his relationship with God. Remember, he was Elisha. He was the double, pro, the, the double portion prophet. And uh, amazing miracles happened like that. But for one, it was so personal. It was to this precious mother. He was taking care of hundreds of prophets. He was speaking to kings. He was busy speaking all over the place and, and, and bringing the word of the Lord and bringing governmental wisdom. But meanwhile, this mother comes to him and he takes his time to and he blesses her. Not just once, but twice. The first one, he gives the instruction. Second time, he gives part B of the instruction. So this shows me that we have to be patient because we're prophetic by nature. And when somebody comes to you for prayer, you've got to stop what you're doing. I, 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 say, I say it this way. We have that crazy mind where there's so many things happening at one time. We're multitasking. We're all over the place. You know, we got to buy the groceries. Uh, my son, I got to take care of this man. He's, he's going to so, many, so much trouble. My husband, oh, and this and this and that. You know, you think about a thousand things at a time. Business, the job, my health, the diet. We're all over the place. We have to stop when somebody comes to us. Get rid of that a moment. Focus. Because when you're at peace in your mind and your heart, I believe that there are times where God will give you an instruction for somebody else. Amen. This prophet was in the midst of doing a lot of things. And the, the lady just shows up. She didn't make an appointment. Prophet, I need to, you know, I need to see you at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. She just showed up screaming. Prophet, my, my husband's dead. What am I going to do? Now the creditors want to take my kids. He said, come here. This is what you're going to do. He was lucid in the spirit. He was focused. The, the word of the Lord was flowing. And, and, and I want to tell you this. The word of the Lord will flow in your heart, in your mind, in the train, 7.30 in the morning. It'll flow in the middle of a board meeting. It'll flow while you're cooking a con gandule. Now I know that. I know it for a fact. My, 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 my wife's mother, she used to get a lot of words of the Lord while she was cooking. Or, or cleaning the dishes. I was cleaning the dishes, the, the Lord spoke to me. Wow, what did the Lord tell you? <laughs> yeah, because I, I really respected this lady. The Lord will speak to you while you're going through your crisis. Problem with a crisis, it's hard to get your mind focused. Because when you, when you have a sudden crisis come upon you, fear comes up, worry, doubt comes up. 
and, and, and you can't hear God. We have to come up to the point where we're willing to say, no, shut up, mind, get into control, let the discipline of Almighty God control you at this moment, because I need to hear from God, because there's an instruction always in the middle of your crisis. Hallelujah. And what I love about Almighty God is the instruction will never be the same. So we cannot cookie cut crisis maneuvers in the kingdom. Right, Brunilda? It's always something else. God will always, well, to one guy, I'm, I'm blind, you, you need to see, okay, hold on a second. Tui! He takes mud and slaps it right in his eyes. And the guy sees. <laughs> Precious, I wish I had a picture of you. Yeah, another occasion, another occasion, lepers came to him, he said, well, we need to heal. Go wash and then go uh, to the priest. I mean, it's always a different instruction. God's creative. Say to your neighbor, God's creative. God's creative. He's not limited. There's no recession in heaven. There's no recession in heaven, people. God is generous. He loves to be generous. I mean, he's so generous that he, even snowflakes don't even look alike. Even snowflakes have their own, you know, design. Have you ever checked a snowflake out? You look at it, what a beautiful design. And, for, and, and in heaven, God says, yeah, I know, I designed that one. Every single snowflake, every single flower, God creates that. Look at you. Look how, look how different we are right here. That's God's creativity. And in your crisis, there's a creativity and an anointing behind that creativity that will bring you an answer that you did not expect. So the first thing about the story I want you to share is, or want you to know, is that crises will come. It doesn't, it's not whether or not a crisis will ever show up. It's how you respond when the crisis comes. Number two, God is very diverse in how he handles crises. Number three, we have to shut up, be quiet in the presence of God and receive the instructions in the midst of prayer. In the midst of hearing the word of God. I know we pray, but do we listen when we pray? I'm going to say it again. I know we pray, but do we spend quiet time before the Lord listening? And put a pencil and paper and journal. See? Does God speak like that? Yeah, sometimes he does. In a quiet, still voice. But here's the challenge. I'm going to tell you this right now because you need to know this. Inside of you, there is... It's almost like a television where you see scenarios. You, you can actually see things happen, right? You have to give that to God. Because what happens is since we have so many things being sown in our ears, in our eyes, what we think is unclean many times. What we think is not pure. So every single day we have to sanctify our thoughts. We have to sanctify that internal monitor we have to give it to God. God, I give you my internal monitor. See, because God wants to think with you. He wants to show you momentary fragments of wisdom that you need for that moment. And so every morning as a priest, in the Old Testament, the priest would go up two times a day to the temple and they would uh, pray and sanctify the people of Israel, put the blood, you know, and, and just sanctify the people of Israel and themselves. Two times a day. So in the morning... You have to sanctify your members. 
Sanctify your mind. Sanctify your eyes, your ears. Sanctify your mouth. Because we're already saved, but we have to sanctify so that God could work through you. So God can work with you. Your mind needs, needs to be sanctified because he wants to talk to you. He wants to minister to you. And if you're in the midst of a crisis, you need a sanctified internal monitor. All right? So this lady, when she heard the prophet, immediately she went. And what did she do? She received the word of the Lord. She obeyed the word of the Lord. Now, there's a difference between a hearer and a doer. Many people in the kingdom of God are hearers only. They come to church, they hear the word, but as soon as they get out, the word's gone. They're not doers. There's a big difference, night and day, from a hearer and a doer. She was not a hearer only. She was a doer. She heard the instructions, she went and did the instructions. God said we need to pray, she went to pray. God said we need to fast, she went and she fasted. Most people hear and they go, oh, that sounds good. But they don't pray, but they don't fast. They don't see God. What did you say, Minister Tony, today? Is God first? That's a tall order. That is a tall order. This woman, her household was a godly household because her husband was serving the prophet. They were used to miracles. They were used to um, having God in their home. I'm sure that when the man of God came home, he, he led in prayers and whatever else they did as, as family during those days, the family altar, whatever it may be. So they were used to that. They put God first. So she went out and cried out. She got her miracle. She got her miracle. Hallelujah. Are we doers? She was a doer. She was a doer. The next thing is, what did she have in her home? What was the only thing of value? The oil. Well, I'm going to spiritualize that. Uh, spiritualize it one moment. How many of us have oil in our homes? How many of us have the anointing of God in our homes? That wasn't on the notes. That, that just came to me. It's not enough to just have head knowledge of the word. We have to have relationship with Almighty God. The Holy Spirit has to be the one in our homes that is helping us, that's leading us. We have to welcome Holy Spirit in our homes every day. I pray that every day. So Holy Spirit, be in my home. Be, be, uh, just fill our home, I say, with your presence, with your wisdom, with your power. I pray every day. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your angels. Because I know they're there. I don't have to see them with my natural eye. The Bible says they are there. We have to be expectant of miracles. Especially in this day, people. There's a lot happening out there. And people are, are just they're crazy. They're, they're thinking crazy things out there today. We have to pray every day over our home. Every day I pray. Father, I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over my home. If anything comes and happens, it's got to skip this home. It's got to pass over this home. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over me, my wife, my children, this church. I, I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over this building. Because this is dedicated to God. Over our relationship with our neighbors. I expect miracles. And that was the next thing. She went to the prophet of God because she expected something to happen if she went to the prophet of God. You got that? If she didn't expect it, she wouldn't have gone there. She would have just committed suicide or something. Yeah, I'm not serious. Some people, when they're hopeless, they'll just commit suicide. 
Oh, they'll just leave town. Creditors are after me. Come on, boys, let's get out of here. Yeah, a lot of people run away. She didn't run away. She went to God. In the midst of a crisis, she went to God. In the midst of many people's crisis, they run away from God. Or they get angry at God. She could have gotten angry and offended at God. God, why, why did you take my husband away? You know I needed him. No, she goes to the prophet. I need a miracle. I need a miracle because the one I depended on, God, you know this, that this man served you. So I need a miracle. How did the prophet respond? Don't bother me. No. He says, here's your miracle. What do you have in your home? Use that. So this woman got entrepreneurial. Because what did she do? She went home. She got all her oil. She went back to the prophet. The prophet said, go and take care of your debt. So here's what she did. She first went to the creditors. No, no, no. no. She sold oil. That's what she did. Because she had to raise up money in order to take care of her creditors. So she took care of her creditors after selling some of that oil, right? Then she went back to each and every one of her neighbors and gave back the jar. And I am sure she also gave them some oil. Because that's what you do. So she invested back into a community. She took care of her debt, became debt free, and then went back home to her sons. Okay, now here is how we're going to live from now on. From that moment on, this became like a little business. Huh? She had a portion for every week, for every. But the point is, is that this miracle happened because there was a partnership. So here's the partnership. God spoke, and she. What did I, why do I tell you people? Man's in charge in the earth realm. God will give you the resource. God will give you the seed. But we're the ones that have to invest it. So I'm bringing this. I'm winding this down. What does God have already in you that's an investment? What, what, what is the seed that God has given you, woman of God? What, what is the seed that once you invest it, it's going to turn around for you 100 times? Today I'm just sensing to tell you, woman, God loves you. Woman, nothing that you're going through took him by surprise. He knows what you're going through. And he's very simply will tell you, this is what you need to do. I got your situation. And by the way, I've already sold something into you that's already there that you need to activate. Hallelujah. I heard this many, many years ago. Elder Jose, you'll remember the, the miracle is in the house. Remember that? Say that with me. The miracle is in the house. It's already in the house. Who said that? Oh, that was Nate. Okay, okay. Nate, that was only a half-hearted thing. That was weak. Tried your best? The miracle's already in the house. You have what you need. What you need to do now is you need to, like, like, God told Abraham, look again. It's time to look again. You haven't been looking in the right places. Or you have devalued the very things that have such potential that it could take you into a new level and bring you from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not over. It's about ready to amplify. It's about ready to multiply. It's about ready to put you on a different level. Hallelujah. 
What you need is the wisdom of God. What you need is the instruction. What you need is the strategy. And already strategy is inside Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So woman of God and man of God. Because this message is for all of us today. We need to follow the footsteps of this woman. Be quick to obey. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Move with, with fear and trembling. Just go and do what God tells us to do. Don't allow outside voices to bring doubt or dismay or fear. Because there will always be somebody that will try to downplay what God is doing in your life. There will always be somebody that will say to you, ah, that, I tried it, it doesn't work. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if, if you tried it this way. We were talking with somebody. Uh, my wife was talking with somebody the other day. She, she does a special diet. And so this other woman said, yeah, I, I do that too. But I cheat. I, I eat cheesecake and I eat other things. So the, the problem is when you do this, these type of diets, is it puts your body in a certain... It, it's, it's a certain phase where you, you lose uh, weight quicker. And so this lady says, I do, but I, I cheat. The problem is, is that if you introduce anything foreign into that diet, immediately it nullifies the effect your body has. It's a multipli multiplicative quickening effect. And so her and I, we just chuckled. We said, well, it's not the, that specific diet then. You can't say you're on it if you're not on it, right? And this is what happens with many people. They say, well, I tried it. It didn't work. But you see, I wasn't there to see how you tried it. You might not have done it the right way. So I'm not going to listen to people. I'm going to listen to God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let people uh, swerve me away from trusting Almighty God and His Word. Woman, you are great. You are amazing. And, and God is saying to you today, is a look again, there's a treasure that I've deposited in you. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. Father, thank you for what you've done already in us. Thank you for the potential that's within us. Thank you, Father, because that potential was placed in there by you. And all you're waiting, even as you told Joshua, Joshua, every step you take, I already gave it to you. So you're just waiting for us to take the steps so that you can reveal that which you've already given to us. So I pray for every mother here. I pray that you grant them new strength, new boldness. Grant them eyes to see what you're about ready to do in and through their lives. I pray, Father, that uh, you give them strength in the midst of their crisis. Give them boldness, my God, to obey you and to stand with you, even if it looks illogical. Because many things you did in Scripture seemed to be illogical, but then when we saw the end result, oh my God, how precious it was and how precious it is. So, Father, we bless the mothers today. We ask that you grant them great joy as they celebrate with their families today. But, Father, above all, may they rejoice that you love them, that you're with them, and that they're precious. And you made them unique. And you made them special. And they are special to us. So, Father, we celebrate them today. And we give you the glory for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, give him some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before we close, Arlene, come and just say hello. Come on, come on. She, she moved across town, a place, a place called Texas. 
So it's a little hard for her to get to church. <laughs> Hi, everybody. God bless you, Calvary. It's always good to be home. You know, I, I want to share something in particular. Um, for weeks, um, I've had something in my heart. I knew I was coming. I knew it was coming during this time. But I've had something in my heart that I've wanted to ask to share with Calvary. And I'm not really good with, you know, standing in front of everybody. So I, I guess... I don't know if it was the enemy, but just kept squelching it, and so I never asked. But then uh, on my way here on the plane, I said, well, I'm going to ask for, you know, for the church to pray for a particular prayer I've been praying. But I have to tell you, I don't even have to ask because I got confirmation in this gentleman who spoke earlier. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. And I got confirmation from you. And I'm going to tell you how because I had lifted up every place I wanted to move to and the Lord blessed me with moving to Texas. And one of the things that I wanted to do, well, the one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to grow my own food. I wanted to grow my own produce and I wanted to grow my own herbs. So I got down there, I had no clue what I was doing because I just, I'm from New York City, right? So I know how to plant cement, I can grow cement, <laughs> right? So. Um, I applied with my county and um, to become a master gardener and I got certified with my county and, thank, thank you doesn't mean I know anything but <laughs> so we, att we attend um, first first Baptist Church of Hewitt it's a church in our community and they have a pantry and at that church actually one of the ladies she's been after me for two years and I've been praying on it, and I actually mentor um, at-risk children at the elementary school through the churches. Um, there's a program, Kids Hope USA. It's a national program. So I mentor them, and uh, now I'm actually, uh, I just finished training for VBS for the summer. But the church has a pantry. And so I have a, a little piece of property. It's nice. And I've been asking the Lord, and I've been praying over the property that the Lord would bless me in being successful in harvesting produce for the pantry to give into the community because we, we do have um, a high percentage of homelessness and poor people. I have no idea what I'm doing and so I've just been praying, please God just help me here. Last year we went through a severe drought. We were 15 inches short of water. It got so bad that um, we had to start watering our house foundations. I went outside, Steve and I went outside and we prayed over the land because I noticed I started getting these deep holes. We have a creek in the back of the house, these deep holes. And I went and I asked, what are these holes? They says, oh, if they get closer to the house, you're gonna have a problem. Started praying and praying. When I tell you, we have had so much rain in 12 months that is just, I, I can't even capture all the rain. I collect rain, by the way, by the way, collect rain. Yeah, and it's just been so, and the only word I can come up with being in Texas is grateful. I have been grateful from the minute I've been there. I miss Pastor Victor and I miss my home church. Uh, there's nothing like here, nothing like here. <laughs> but I've been able to capture water. I got a 275 tote that I collect water. 
I collect water, and I just, I stand outside, and I thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We've been planting onions, <laughs> tomatoes, peppers, um, lettuce, and what else? Uh, peppers, uh, and pumpkin, squash. And I knew before I even started, when I was still going through certification, that I wanted to name my garden Proverbs 31. So then this gentleman spoke about that. Sorry, I keep pointing at you, but I don't know your name. Right? And then, Pastor, when you talked about sowing a seed, one of the things I've learned is to grow from seed. It's easy to go buy a plant and transplant it, but I didn't feel that that was actually gardening. So I've been working hard at propagating, and, um, which is growing plants and from other plants. And I've been working hard at seed, and I've been getting nothing, nothing, nothing. But when those peppers came up, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. He talked about prayer and miracles, you know. With all the rain, it was so much. We have a creek in the back. There's a row of houses with a creek in the back. And it got so bad, we rushed home because we weren't home. And as we're pulling in, and we come into the driveway, the lady next door doesn't have a fence. The water is rising onto her property. And I said to Steve, oh my God, look, the water's rising, right? So we go in the backyard and we run out. And I kid you not, look at how miraculous the Lord is. I stood in the backyard like this. The house to the right, the water was coming. The house to the left, his grill was on its side already taken off. There was water everywhere. When you looked on our property, nothing. Nothing. We did not get flooded out. And I know now, I don't have to ask for prayer. That's answered prayer. It's answered prayer. I asked him to bless the garden, bless the harvest. He knew that if that water would have came in, everything would have washed away. I have to say, I came today and I've gotten more than what I thought I was going to get today. He gave me confirmation for you. Confirmation for you. So I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you. My heart is just full with this service. Thank you so much for this word. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you guys know where I am. You're always welcome to come. I'm going to see Pastor in June. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. She already had something she wanted to share. That was good. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand. Let me release you so you have a great afternoon. Don't worry about the rain, it's just water. It's a blessing of God. <laughs> um, umbrellas will be a friend today. Father, thank you. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for all that you've done, for all that you're about to do, my God. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for opening up the eyes of our understanding. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Uh, minister, uh, sorry, Deaconess Vera made cupcakes for the moms. She doesn't want you to leave without taking one from her. You have to go get it yourself. Just remember that. So, Father, this moment, 
We thank you once again for this beautiful, this precious day. We pray your continued blessing upon your people. I pray, Father, that as, as the families come together and they bless their mothers, may wisdom and revelation flow like rivers of living water. May the joy of the Lord saturate everything that is done. Uh, may the peace of God, Lord, be our constant companion, my God. And I thank you for your wisdom. I pray, Father, for Al's sister. I pray for your healing anointing upon her. Grant her complete healing, complete recuperation, my Father. I pray, Father, for her mind, her brain, Lord God, uh, that you will grant healing. Whatever suffered, my God, whatever damage, I pray for complete healing. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over her mind, over her brain, Lord God, over her nervous system, over her neurological system, my God. I pray, Father, move upon her right where she's at. Father, we say and declare healing and complete restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, for your healing anointing upon every person that is here today. May we leave from the house of the Lord filled with your presence, filled with your joy. We thank you for it. And I thank you for your angels that encamp around about us and guard us and keep us in all of our ways. I dismiss your people now, giving you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In the awesome and majestic name of our Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Happy Mother's Day. Have a great week. Remember, mothers, you're blessed and you're highly favored. Have a great week.
Amen. 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 Amen.